God praise and honor and glory once again. Amen. Uh, we're just excited about the Lord this morning. Amen. Um, we're going to go into our scriptures this morning. We're going to begin in the book of Isaiah. We're going to travel a little bit. Amen. Uh, for those who have a Bible, we do have some Bibles up front. Uh, uh, Isaiah chapter number 54 is where we're going to begin this morning. Amen. 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 We just bless and honor the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that this is your day, and you have instructed us to rejoice and be glad in it. So therefore, God, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad because, God, you have loaded this day for me, for all of us. You have loaded us down with benefits. God, I thank you for every benefit that we're going to receive this day, God. I thank you, Father God, for, for peace, and we thank you, Father God, for love and mercy and grace. We thank you, Father God, for a sound mind today, Father God. God, we give your name praise and we give you glory. We thank you, Father God, for the meal we're about to impart, what we're about to receive, we're about to take in. We just thank you for it, Father God. We thank you, God, for having us in mind, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for coming and dining with us. And Lord God, we will eat everything you place on the table. And Lord, we just give your name praise and we give you glory. And we ask, Father God, allow me to decrease. And you increase, Father God. And we thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit, for the teacher showing up. We just honor you, Lord God, and we give your name your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. I'm excited this morning. Amen, amen. Uh, we serve a big God. Amen. Beginning with that in chapter number 54 in the book of Isaiah, and the Lord just spoke to me immediately. The Holy Spirit says, with our title, at first, I, in my own mindset, I was going to say celebration. But I heard the Holy Spirit say that we are in a dual season. A dual season. A season of celebration and a season of increase. Amen. So that I came to celebrate that. Amen. 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 That he's got dual season going on in our lives. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 54. Begin reading at verse number 1. Verse 1 says, the first verse it says, and the first word in the first verse, it says, sing. In other words, God is saying, rejoice. And there's a reason why he wants us to rejoice, because he wants us to celebrate for what he is about to do and what he is doing. The word of God says, sing, O barren. I mean, we're desolate, that we're sterling, non-productive. Now God is saying, sing, O barren that thou didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. So God is saying in this verse, we need to begin to celebrate. Amen. This is a time of celebration because he is about to move and he, and he is moving. In spite of what the adversary, what the enemy want us to see or look at and put our minds to, God say, look at me, because it's a season of celebration and a season of increase. So I'm excited about what God's saying. So let's look at Zephaniah chapter number 3, verse number 14. Zephaniah is right after the book of Habakkuk, I believe it is. Amen. Because God is wanting us to begin to celebrate. It's also right before the book of Haggai. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, Zephaniah chapter number three. Are we there? Amen. 
because he's telling us that we got to do a season. <laughs> and I'm ready for everything that the Lord has for me. Don't know about you all, but I'm ready for it all. Because he's let us know it's, it's been a, a barren season. It's, there are some things that have been non-productive in our lives. But now God has given us instructions to celebrate. So chapter number three in the book of Zephaniah, beginning reading at verse number 14. Here's that word again. And what does he tell us to do? He yeah. says, sing. <laughs> sing, O daughter of Zion. You know, Zion means the, the guiding healer. So God says, sing, celebrate, rejoice. He says, then he goes on and he says, shout. <laughs> shout, O Lord, O Israel. He says, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of, of Jerusalem, meaning daughter of peace. God is telling us to, to, to rejoice. You know, he's calling us the daughters, the builders of peace. He said, rejoice. Verse 15 says, the Lord, watch why we're going to rejoice. And I've got to slow myself down because I'm really excited. Verse 15 says, the Lord has taken away thy what? Thy judgment. The Lord has taken away thy judgment. That's, that's the first thing to rejoice about. He says, the Lord has taken away that, the judgment. Then he goes on to say, he has cast out thy who? Thine enemy. And we heard it. We heard Dr. Bell say that enemy is within us. So here he's saying rejoice because when it happens, the Lord, the Lord has cast out the enemy. He said, the Lord has cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. See, that's another reason to celebrate because God is in the midst of us. He's, he's in the midst of us. He said, he's in the midst of thee. Thou shall not see what? He says, thou shall not see evil anymore. Don't know about y'all, but I, I like to celebrate on that one. Because he said, he, you won't see evil anymore. So God said, rejoice, celebrate. Get excited about the Lord and what God is doing. See, sometimes we give, we give the enemy too much credit. Because, see, he, he is not on the same plateau with our Heavenly Father. He's just a little small demon. He's a little bitty something. And the book of Isaiah tells us exactly that when that time comes, we will be able to look at him and say, oh, you mean tell me that's what was causing all that havoc in my life? So God is saying, listen, rejoice because of who he is and what he's doing. God says, I'm in the midst of you. No matter what is going on in your life, God says, I am in the midst of thee. You see, it's wonderful to know that God is on your side now. It's, it's awesome to know that. And then verse 16 says, in that day, wow, in that day, what day? The day of celebration and that season of increase. It shall be said to Jerusalem, meaning peace, fear thou not. Fear thou not. And I learned on the past week that fear is the negative side of faith. Fear is the negative side of faith. So God is saying, fear, fear thou not. And to Zion, he says, let not thine hand be slack. In other words, God said, get to work. <laughs> don't let your hand, that's what's in your power that I've given you. Don't let, don't be slack. It's because God's on the move. And when he's on the move, that means we are on the move. Amen. So he said, don't be slack. That means that don't be slack. Just gird up your lines and get to stepping. And verse 17 says, the Lord thy God, look at the promise here. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is what? He's mighty. He's in the midst, and he also says, he's mighty. So God says, rejoice because my presence is among you. Amen. 
You know, I, it doesn't matter who else is on board, who's there, as long as I got Jesus present. Amen. Because, see, because he's mighty. See, he can move and he can do anything. I mean, God can do anything. So when it comes down to time of celebrating and rejoicing, you know, you've got to have a personal relationship with God. You've got to know what God has done in your life, so therefore you can celebrate all by yourself. See, you can be in the midst of people, and everybody seems to be like a day, and, and you know what your Heavenly Father has done for you, so your heart will leap. You know, all hell can be breaking loose, but when you know what your Heavenly Father has done in your life, you can celebrate. Because you know, He said, I'm, I'm in the midst of you. He said, understand, one of the promises that I make to you is I'm present with you. My presence is there. Then the Word of God goes on to say, He said, He will save he will rejoice over thee with joy. Now, wait a minute, Lord. The word of God says now, he's present with us, I mean, the mighty God, and, 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 and he lets us know his power, because might means his power is with us, and also he says, he will save thee. In other words, God says, understand this, your protector is here. <laughs> so God himself is our protector, so that's enough to celebrate. See, you can leave your house, you can go wherever, but understand that the protector has guardian angels on the scene. And they are right there you know, protecting those things. So God said, your protector's here. That's enough reason to celebrate. He said, celebrate. And then he, he goes on and he begins to talk about how he is rejoicing with thee. He says, he will rejoice over thee with joy. In other words, what God says, I'm celebrating you. The same way you celebrate me and you rejoicing in me, God says, he says, I'm celebrating you. Think about that. I mean, God celebrates us, mankind. He said, I'm celebrating you. I, I'm celebrating. He said, he will rejoice over thee. He, I mean, he's rejoicing with joy. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not at a place where when we look at our sayings, and, he's not, and God's not looking at us as, mm. No, that's not God. God says, I am rejoicing with joy over your life and what you're allowing me to do in your life. So it's a dual season now, a season of celebration, a season of increase. And then the word of God goes on and say, he says, he will rest mm, in his love. God, God, he will rest in his love. His love that he has toward us, God said, I'm just stepping in and I'm resting in the love that I got towards you. That's why we need to celebrate. Then the word of God goes on and say, he will joy over thee with singing. See, the same time we're singing and celebrating God, he's singing too. He's celebrating us too. I said, God, thank you for that. Because, you know, I, I, I'm excited that the Lord would just celebrate me. Anybody excited about the Lord would celebrate you? You know, you got to get excited about this thing. We may look at ourselves one way, but we need to see through the eyes of God. And if we can see through the eyes of God, I can see my Heavenly Father rejoicing. Say, <laughs> oh, God, just go on, brother. Go on, go on, church. Go ahead. Go do what I told you to do. Go ahead. Celebrate. Enjoy yourself. You know, on this journey, all this journey, if we just take the time and go on this journey, and as we're going on, we see God. And we can rejoice and see what he's doing. Because, see, he would allow us to see and do things we never, ever trip that we would ever do. So God says, enjoy the journey. You're going to get to the destination. But while you're getting trying to get to the destination, he said, sing, rejoice, enjoy yourself. Don't get all bogged down. He said, don't carry those weights. Don't carry weights. He said, celebrate. Celebrate me. And he said, well, I'm celebrating you. You know, you're going to be celebrating me. That's dual too. So I'm excited about the Lord. I, I can't.
can't explain it to y'all, but something is leaping up on the inside of me. Because when I know the adversary is busy, that means God is way out there, uh, way ahead of him. And there's some great things in store. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm just excited about the Lord. I mean, he will joy over thee with singing. Right now, heaven is up there rejoicing when our Father over us showed up here to give God praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Verse 18 says, I will gather them. Watch this. I will gather them that are sorrowful. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly. Solemn assemblies. Who are of thee to whom the reproach of, it was a burden. What are you saying, guys? Right. That reproach. That, that reproach is a disgrace. It, 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 it was a burden. It, it was a burden. But what the Lord is saying here, he said, I'm going to gather you. <laughs> you know, and he said, that reproach that you had, that disgrace that you had, he said, mm -mm, it won't be no burden to you no more. Why? He said, because you're in a new season now. That season is over. <laughs> that season is over. He said, you're in a new season. This time it's double for your trouble. Oh, God, thank you for that. Yeah, it's double for your trouble. Celebration and increase. In other words, I can be joyful in the Lord because increase is on its way. We're going to see that too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We're almost done. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse 19 says, Behold, at that time, what time? That season of celebration, that season of increase, watch what God said he will do. I will do what? What's that whole other word? I will undo. Anybody got some things that need to have undone? <laughs> he said, I will undo. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All that did what? Afflict thee. See, there's some things and situations in our lives that cause us pain and aggravation and brought afflictions to us. But God said, I'm going to undo this thing. You know how it is when you're on a computer and, and you, 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 you type something in and, or you draw something up. Uh, uh, and, and, and what happens is you can either undo what, you, what you've written down. So God says, even though you did that and you put it there on that hard drive, God says, I've got a little button where you can click and you can undo what you wrote down. So God says, in this season, there's some things that's going to be undone that was done in the past. Thank the Holy Ghost. So that's another reason for me to celebrate, y'all. If I have to celebrate by myself, it's okay. I don't mind celebrating by myself. Because, see, this thing is personal, you know. See, it's the same. Then sometimes you wouldn't understand that that night season is over. And it's a joy coming in the morning. Hey, today is my morning. Amen. Everybody got the same for themselves. Either it's your morning or it could be your night season. It's just up to you. You know, we can allow the things around us to dictate to us and let it be our night season. Or we can accept God's words. I'm going to undo those things so I can celebrate. I'm in the season of breakthrough, y'all. Breakthrough. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, Behold, at that time, I will undo all that afflict uh, thee, and I will save her that's holding. Holding means lame or deficiency in spirit or in some shame. He said, Then I'm going to gather her that was, watch this, y'all. I will gather her that was driven out, and I will get them what? I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to what? Put to shame, y'all. So, can you understand that's why you want to celebrate? Because, see, when you, those, those, those areas in our lives or those situations that's taking place in our lives, where it brought a shame, God said, now it's going to be praise to you. I said, I'm going to make your name famous. That's what the Lord's saying. So, he says, I'm, like, I'm going to exalt you. You ain't got to do it. God is going to exalt you. That's what he's saying. He said, this is that 
listen, y'all, a, a season of praise and fame in your life. That's enough to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. He said, fame in every land where they have, they have been put to shame. Verse 20 says, at that time, mm, thank you, Holy Ghost, would I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a what? A name and a praise. Where? Among, Among all people of the earth, when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. The Lord said, what he's about to do, y'all, I'm excited about that. What he's about to do, but he's going to bring us out of that place of captivity right before your own eyes. It's going to be like you're in a dream. And you're going to be like Peter. And you can't really understand. This is really going on. This is really happening. But God is among all the earth, among the people. He's, he's going to take you off the shelf. And what he's going to do, he's going to put you in, 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 the, in the highlights. In other words, he's going to make your name famous. And why? Because of him. You'll be able to give God the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, praise. I will make you a name and a praise. Ooh. Make yourself a, a name and a praise among the people. A name and a praise. So in other words, those people are going to be seeing you, seeing all of us in the body of Christ. What's, what's going to happen is they're going to be praising God on your behalf. He's he going to do that. Amen. So this is that dual season, y'all. That season of celebration and the season of increase. Now, let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 54. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for the dual season. Thank you for the dual season of celebration and increase. How are you going to do it, God? That's why I asked God the question. How are you going to do it? Look at verse number two. Verse number two, the first word is what? Enlarge the place of thy tent. Okay, now let's let 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 let's go to First Chronicles, I believe it is. Uh, first Chronicles, chapter number four. Here, Amen. Because the first thing he says, enlarge, enlarge that the place of the tent, enlarge that mindset, enlarge. So, so God says that this is what has to be done. Has to be done. He said, let word enlarge. He said, one thing that has to be done is. Your circle of influence has to be changed. Your circle of influence has to change. In other words, if, if, if you've been running with the same folk and you're still on, on the first grade level, God, there's time to change your circle of influence and move on up and get on college level. Amen. So the circle of influence has to change. You've got to put people in your life that's going to challenge you and make you come up to where God wants you to be. Because when everybody on the same level as you, there's no challenge to you. If they don't know no more than you, you're not going to get hungry to, to receive even greater from God. So, so God said, change the circle of influence in a positive way. Thank the Holy Ghost. In a positive way. Those are people that, that, that's arrived and made, made some, some strides in their life and, and, and had such an awesome relationship with God and, and had an awesome revelatory knowledge. And it makes you hungry when you hear the word of God coming up, bubbling out of the mouth. You know, he said, change the circle of influence in your life. Now, First Chronicles chapter number 4, verse number 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. First Chronicles chapter number 4, verse number 9. Verse 9 begins, are we there? It begins like this. It says, and Jabez, <laughs> and Jabez was more honorable than 
and his brother. You have to stop there. And Jabez, Jabez was more honorable than his brother. We have to understand that the name Jabez, his mother named him Jabez because she said he's the son of her sorrow. Uh, uh, it was pain. He, he, he's named that because she's reminded of pain when she sees him. So the Lord is saying that he's strange. He said among, he's more honorable among all of his brethren. He did not, the word did not say brother. B-R-O-T-H-E-R, but the word says brothering, which means the, the, those that in, uh, encircle him. He was more honorable, even though his name meant pain, or he had a, thank you, Holy Ghost, I heard that one. He had a stigma on his life. He had a stigma on his life, but yet God's word said he's more honorable. God's ways are not like our ways. See, he was more honorable than his brother. In other words, God said, I qualified it. He was more qualified than his brother. He said, he, he, he qualified. Okay, God. He says, and Jabez was more honorable than his brother. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. In other words, pain came with his birth. Some things God allow us to birth, pain comes with it, sorrow comes with it. But but God says, what I'm doing, I'm qualifying you because there's some things that have to happen because I'm really trying to enlarge your territory. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do a season, y'all. Season of celebration, a season of increase. Now, verse number 10 says, and watch this. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. He did not allow this crisis to keep him from calling on his God. Amen. What he did was, he first thing he asked God to bless him. Even in his condition, God said, he says, God, I need you to bless me. Not just bless me, he said, but bless me indeed. <laughs> yeah, really, really bless me. He, he really, he asked for four things. He said, I want you to bless me, Lord. And then he said, and enlarge my coast. Enlarge my territory is what he's saying. See, and in, in, in order for our territory to be enlarged, we've got to have some pain. Because see, unless God brings some pain in our life, we won't move. We'll, 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 we'll become complacent. But his prayer to God is, bless me, enlarge my coat. It, it, it's just like an illustration the Lord showed me. was It's like a woman when she gets pregnant. When she starts off, her body seems to be normal. You know, God is a strange guy. God, he, he's the type of God that... That, that he has everything put in place when, when things take place in our lives. When you look at a woman when, she, when she's becoming a, a child, at first signs you can't tell that something is growing on inside of her. And so what happens, God has made provisions for, for her, her skin, for her body to stretch as it grows. So what God said in ministry, see, when it first starts off, God said, you can't really tell nothing is going on. He said, but I made provision, so, so I'm going to allow you to stretch. Even though you think you can't go that far, he said, I'm going to take you beyond your limits. Because when you look at a, a woman and she's very small framed, and you think, how in the world she can carry an extra nine or ten pounds within a womb? So, so God says, hey, I've got to enlarge you. I've got to stretch you beyond what you are. Because if he does not stretch us beyond where we are, we will never get to that destination. We won't be able to receive the things of 
God. So the first thing we got to do is we got to have an enlarged territory. In other words, we can't keep the same mindset. Huh? Can't keep the mind, same mindset and go where God wants us to go. So there's got to be an enlargement of our code. In other words, it's, I, I remember a situation and that's a town, and I won't call the name of this town because these people still reside there. And in this particular town, everything they needed was there. They had a, they had a, they had a factory, grocery stores, uh, they had a little place where they can go shop, you know, little dollar trees and all that, and dollar stores, dollar gym. They had those little blue things, you know. And they had a couple grocery stores. And, and they never really left outside that little town. I mean, and it was like they had limited themselves. Some of them even had not even driven at an old age on 85. They just stayed right there in that community. I mean, and they was afraid to even drive on 85. And with driving on, they was just afraid. But what God did, and, and God sent a man of God through that town and told him to listen, you all need to go beyond these boundaries for y'all. You need to come out of this little town and see what else is going on in the world. So what the Lord, and they all working. Trust, they all work at the same factory. Everybody, the whole family, mama, daddy, children, they all came up in the same factory. So what God did, God suffered for that plant to close. And so when he suffered for the plant to close, then they had to go outside of that, that boundary and look for work somewhere else. So they began to see other things. So that's why God said, I'm calling for the ministry to get beyond where you are. There's some things and places I want to take you. So you've got to enlarge your coast. You've got to enlarge your mindset. So in other words, God said, you say, well, I want y'all to go do this. I, will, I want you to go here and I want you to do this. And you say, well, I don't have it. God said, I didn't ask you what you had. I just told you to go. So, so, so when God tells us to go, that means the provisions are already made. Didn't the word say that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? So all our provisions are already made. All we can do is just go. And, and when we go, we will see things we never ever dreamt that we would see. So he says in Jabez says, he's praying to God, and God says, this is how we need to pray. God, I want you to enlarge my boundary, enlarge my coast. I just don't want to be in one set location. I want to see the rest of the world. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's a season of celebration and a season of increase. And watch what God says. After you've been blessed, after God has enlarged your coast, your territory, then he says this. He's not a fool now. And he says, and that thine hand might be with me. You don't want to be blessed, so blessed, and you don't want to be so big and God not present. So you got to add the rest of the story to which that, you know, you got to take the whole pie. You just can't take part of it. You can't just put certain ingredients and then don't put all the ingredients because you're going to have a flop. So, so what he says, and he says, and that thine hand might be with me. God, I, well, I'm willing to go, but God, you got to be with me as I go. I, I, I want your presence. I want to know you there. I, I want to feel you every step of the way. Then he goes on and says, and, and, and that thou wouldest keep me, watch this, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil. And thou wouldest keep me from evil. Do we not know the same thing that, that, that and which illustration is often used, it's just like fire. It warms you, but it also will burn you up too. See, there's two sides to that thing. You know, that blessing can be a blessing, or that blessing can be a curse. You know, that same thing, the water that you bathe with, is also the water that you can drown with. 
Say, so so we, we, that's how we have to pray and ask God. He said, as, as all these things are happening, as you have enlarged my territory, as you allowed me to go to places I've never been, you blessed me, and I want your presence, God, but I also want you to keep me, keep me from evil. So he knows, oh, holy ghost, I hear Because God knows me will get me in trouble. That's why he says, keep me from evil. Because we have a uh, tendency to, to blow ourselves up. Amen. Amen. So, so, so you got to pray that prayer now. Now, God, keep me from evil. Because you know, the, the, the Bible says uh, when Jesus is there with his disciples, and he tells them you know, to pray that, uh, that, uh, that they will not be led into temptation. So we've got to be in a place with God that we ask him to keep us from evil. And then watch this latter part. That it may not grieve me. Do you not know blessing can become a grief to you? <laughs> when God can bless us and, 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 and allow us to do great mighty things, it, it can become grief to us. Because, see, rather than it become ministry, then it becomes a job. And, see, when it becomes a job, that means you operate. <laughs> but when it's ministry and you know God is operating, he just makes it easy. I mean, it, it, it's just like, I, I know I can do this, but it's, it's, I'm excited about doing it. I, I'm, 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 I'm at a place where, God, I know I'm going to see something. I mean, I'm going to see your presence. So I don't want what you're going to do in my life or do in your life. Let it be grief to me. Oh, it would grieve me and also grieve the Holy Spirit. And watch what happens when we pray right. When we got all the ingredients in, in, in the cake. You know, the latter part says, and God did what? And God granted him that which he requested. See, when we, when we pray and, 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 and talk to God and, 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 and ask God to do it his way, then what God sees, he sees our heart. And then the word of God says, God granted his request. So I just think and praise God for, the, for this dual season. Now let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 54. Let's go back. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. We're almost done. He, he says in verse number 2, he says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtain of thine habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy state. Now I'm here to tell you, God, you better to blow it up. <laughs> As I said, you, you, you got to be secure. You got to be stabilized. God is getting ready to unleash some great mighty things in all of your lives. And so, so, so God said, you, you, you got to strengthen it. You got to get it together. You got to hold tight. He said, because I'm about to burst loose. I'm about to burst loose in you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He, he says in verse number three, he says, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. In other words, you're going to get it all, God is saying. You're going you're gonna to get it out. Because the reason why you're going to get it all, because he is granted the request because we prayed the right point. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, Be, uh, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed, see, and it was just you by yourself, shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. There's some barren places that's been in your life, those things that, that, that's brilliant that's been in your life. God says they're about to be inhabited now. In other words, you're about to get some water in those dry places in your life. God says, I'm, I want to release some water to you. And verse number four says, once again, he says, fear not. Mm. Fear not. He says, don't use that negative side of faith because what I'm about to do. He says, fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Mm. Neither be thou confounded or confused, for thou shalt not be put, what he says, you won't be put to shame. 
God said, my stamp of approval is on it. You will not be put to shame. You won't be put to shame. He said, for thou, watch this, for thou shalt do what? Thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach or the disgrace of thy widowhood anymore. In other words, you won't begin to remember those that time when you was without Christ. God said, that reproach won't be there anymore. The shame, the disgrace, it will not be there. Why? Because his presence is there. Yeah, I mean, he said the protector is there. The power of God is there. Verse 5 says, for the maker is thine husband. In other words, we got the right partner now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We got the right partner now. Yeah, the maker, the maker. That's your right partner. For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts, is his name. So if anybody want to ask you who your husband is, just tell them the maker, <coughs> Jesus Amen. Christ. He's, he's the maker. He's my, he's my husband. See, he's the provider for me. I mean, he, he helps that person that's in my life to provide. So the, what happened is the source comes from him. He just let it trickle down unto the people of God. Now, and then it goes on and says, there won't be no more shame. You'll forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Anybody here want to forget some stuff? Don't want to remember some things that took place in your life. Amen. Amen. So God says, this is a season. It's going to happen. And the reason why it's going to happen is I'm going to do some such great and mighty things in your life. You ain't going to have time to think on that. You're going to be trying to keep up with God. Amen. You'll be trying to keep up with God. Amen. Verse 5 says, For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, God is the one that's going to redeem us. You know, he can redeem the times. It says, The God of the whole earth shall he be called. Verse 6 says, for the Lord has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth when thou wast refused, said the Lord. God said some, some places and circumstances and situations and people in your life that has refused you, God said, I've taken you up. Because huh. the word of God says, when my mother and my father forsake me, he says, the Lord will take me up. Amen. Amen. So we've still got somebody on our side. Verse 7 says, watch this. Watch the beauty of God, and we're ending. Verse 7 says, for a, what kind of moment? Small. A small moment have I forsaken thee. Isn't that not, not done? <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? He said, for a small moment, a small a small moment, I turn my face. A, just a small moment have I forsaken thee. But he said, it won't be forever. It's just a small moment. You know, sometimes folks will get upset with you and get mad at you and they'll write you off and, you know, no more. They ain't got nothing to do with you. But that's not God. See, and that's why we have to understand, we got to see through God's eyes, we got to love with the heart, with the heart of God. Because see, God says he's only angry for a moment. He says, for a small moment have I forsaken thee. But, but, with great mercies would I get us thee. See, mercy is good. <laughs> you see, I, I thank God so so that when that when when that wrath of God, when He turns His face from me just for a small moment, all of a sudden mercy begins to cry to God. That's your child. <laughs> God, that's your child. And then what He does, He releases that mercy. That's why it's so important that we have mercy because the Word of God says, "Where no mercy is shown, no mercy is given." So therefore, we got to be careful on and how we retract or hold back our love and our kindness to one another. Because what's really happening is we, we, we are 
start doing our own, own, own faith. So in other words, God is saying, okay, you don't show no mercy, then I'm not going to show no mercy to you. God's word says, if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. That, that's what his word says. See, we can't get around what God's word says, but seems like somehow we pick and choose what we want in God's word. We don't take all of it. We just take portions of it. But, but God says, for a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies would I gather thee. In other words, praise and fame, what's your name, according to God. Now, and verse 8 says, in a, how much wrath? A little wrath. I hid my faith from thee for a moment. Because God works that I will never leave you, nor will I forsaken you. So he said, and he can't go against his word. God cannot go against his word. He said, in a little way. Thank God for a little way, because I know good way we can't handle a whole lot of way. <laughs> in a little in a little way. In a little way, I hid my faith from thee for a moment. But with everlasting what kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, my Redeemer. Everlasting kindness. Everlasting kindness. You see, God's a wonderful God. Yes, God is a God of wrath, and, and he, he, sometimes he sings that wrath to get us back in line, but then he, he, he floods us with, with his mercy and with his love and with his kindness. And verse 9 says, For this is as, watch this, for this, talking about his kindness, his everlasting kindness, talking about his, his mercy, he's talking about how just for a moment these things happen. Then he says in verse 9, for this is as the waters of Noah underneath. <laughs> that, 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 that's rich by faith. It says, for this is as the waters of Noah underneath. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. Remember the rainbow? That's promise. So have I sworn that I would not be walked or angry with thee, nor rebuke thee. That's God's word. That, that, that's his word. He says, the same way I made a commitment, I made a covenant that no longer would the earth be covered with water as it was in the days of Noah. He says, so am I swearing by my name that no longer will it be to a place where my love won't be there for you. No longer will my love not be there for you. He said, this is a promise. It's a covenant of God. He said, I'm not going to be angry with you forever. God, God's not that way. He don't be angry with us, with us forever. Think about it. You know how hard it is when we displease God. But he never fails to wake us up the next morning. <laughs> his, anger is not, his anger is not there. He, he is loving us and kind. He swore it. He, he put his stamp on it in his word. He said, neither would I rebuke thee. God don't continue rebuking us over and over and over and over unless we get to the point where we're in a reprobate mind in a reprobate state. Then he turned and he tells us, you know, turn them on over to Satan. Let Satan buckle. Huh. And then verse number 10 says, For the mountains, watch this, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. God says everything around can fall down. Everything. His word says, as far as the mountains can be removed, the hills. He said, God says, his word will stand forever. God's word stands forever.
confident that his peace, his peace for us, will never, ever be removed. Never, never. So the Lord is saying, even his mercy, his mercy is everlasting to everlasting. So God is saying to us in, in this body uh, today, upon this hearing, he said, you are in two seasons. You're in a dual season. One is the season for you to celebrate. And the other, you celebrate because increase <laughs> is coming to your house. Now, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen.